Hello and welcome to another episode of Deepening Faith. In this podcast, we're exploring what it's like to be a Christian as a teenager and talking about some of the issues which affect our faith and our lives. In today's episode, we are talking to Lottie Elson about mental health and how we can cope with mental health as a Christian. Hi Lottie, thanks so much for joining us today. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, people who don't know who you are? I'm Lottie, I'm a fashion and textile student in Huddersfield. I specialise in knit. Nice, so let's start with the first question. It's a big one. What is mental health? Mental health, to me, is just sort of the balance of how you're doing in your head. Like, if you're doing well, if you're in like a functioning state, like how you're feeling, your well-being. How has your faith affected your mental health? I feel like with many things, I feel like I definitely have ups and downs with it. The same as my mental health, and a lot of times they do coincide. So my faith has positively and at times negatively impacted my mental health. More positively, which is great. Good. We <laughs> like that. I remember the one of the darkest points I've had in my life with my mental health was rectified by my faith. Yeah, I was in a really low point and I remember things like other Christians I knew and how they spoke to me, looked after me, the love they showed me, which obviously the love of Jesus. And it just helped me put things into perspective and reminded me I don't have to just rely on myself and other people. Yeah, yeah. that's a really important lesson to learn. And it's one that I think that I'm still in the process of learning. So what does the Bible say about mental health? Well, one of the things that I remember reading about when I was about, I suppose, your age, I say as if I'm like so much older than you, I'm literally like four years, is that I think it says something about trusting God or don't, do not be afraid and trust in him 365 times in like different variations of it in the Bible. And because of a lot of my mental health issues and my own experiences of it have been like anxiety based. That sort of reminding myself that what there's enough for one every day reminders that my faith in God will catch me when I'm falling. No, yeah, it's definitely important and it shows how God gives us the reassurance so many times that yeah. we can trust in him and he is he's unburnt, he's a rock. Yeah. When I'm in a time of almost not crisis, but when I'm having a lot of a period of a lot of anxiety, especially in the moment. I often forget to think about God and the fact that he Same. is there for me and that this, whatever I'm anxious about, is not the be-all and end-all. It's just one thing. And God is above all of that. God is above the anxiety. And it's hard to remember that in the moment, but it is a really important thing. Why is it important to turn to God? In times of crisis, especially mental health, and how do you think he can help people? I would say that, and a lot of people have reminded me of this recently while I'm going through some interesting things, he is the only person that will know completely how you're feeling. So you can talk to as many people, as many like experienced people, professional people, as you can, but none of them will fully understand how you're feeling and how things have affected you and your thought process like he will so even though you might not get an automatic response like you would from someone at school like a teacher or 
like a mental health professional, you can sort of, I always find it quite, like I can relax into knowing that someone else does fully understand what is going on, even if I can't find the words to explain it properly. Mm. You know, it's like exactly how I am and what's going on, even if I can't quite put those things together myself. That's a really interesting point. Am I right in thinking that you, like, growing up, you set up a mental health charity called The Lighthouse? So I set it up because, as Amy has been many a times, the town village I grew up in really has nothing for young people and even less for young Christians. So I wanted to do something so they knew that it wasn't just a place for tourists or holidaymakers or people who came, like, six weeks out of the year. I wanted to try and do something that would support those like young families, young children, teenagers by setting up support groups or like things to just help with general life like we did. I think we did one or two just before COVID, like we started the month before. Study sessions in the library and um, so you could go and sit with like other students and do homework together, that sort of thing. Yeah, so what inspired you to start up this charity? It was, I think, genuinely, it was Beach Mission. Um, I don't know, Amy's probably told you loads about it. I don't know if you talked about it. No, we haven't, we haven't discussed it before. Oh my gosh. My, my favourite fortnight of the year. Get ready for this. Okay, so it's great. You just get these, like, most random group of people from all ages, from, like, younger than me now, because I was, like, the youngest on the team, and now I'm, like, old. Um, So, like, 16, 17-year-olds to, like... I don't want to say and offend people. All the OAPs. OAPs. They get a bus pass for free. Those people, right? There's loads of them. And we all just come to the beach for a fortnight and play games, sing songs, talk to people about Jesus, read the Bible together, do fun activities, make fun crafts like sand in jars, like I did with Amy's mum. It was great. Still have it. Um, And... Like, it's just a really nice sort of, like, it's like a family get-together every year, With especially when I've now been on team a little while. It's like all these random, like, aunts and uncles you don't see, and then, like, you're just with them in the same house for a fortnight, and you're like, nothing's there, nothing's changed. It was seeing how much love all these people that had no other connection to the town other than Beach Mission, and how much care they had for the people that lived there, and the children that live there sort of made me realize like two things, how much was missing and how much could be done. Cause I could see what was happening while they were there and how much they were thinking about it and how much they genuinely cared for the kids that lived there. And it sort of made me think, well, why don't the people organizing things care about it as well? Like where's the, where's the consideration for the people that live here? So I had a hard time in year eight. Just before lockdown, it was like, I was very down a lot of the time. There was barely a day where I wouldn't go crying in the library at school. And Amy was there to help me to all of that. So Amy, I think you would be a good person to get, offer advice on how you supported people. And other people who want to support yeah. people, how they can do that. Or I just gave you a tissue. I think it's very important for people who want to 
help people who are struggling with mental health just to listen. Like, that's quite important. And sometimes people just want you to sit there and just in silence. You don't have to, I don't try and make a conversation or make light of the situation sometimes. It, they, people just need you to be around them. What about you, Lost? Do you have any advice? Definitely the same as Aim is. Sometimes you can't be a problem solver. Like, and you can't always put that pressure on yourself when you're helping people to try and fix everything that's going wrong for them. Because a lot of problems are bigger than what we're able to fix ourselves. And a lot of them will solve themselves or people much more qualified than us can fix. Making sure people feel seen, understood and not alone would be like my top like two, three things to recommend if you're trying to help or be there for someone a friend whoever that's going you can see is going through it so how how do you find praying about your mental health or encouraging people to pray about their mental health i find it very hard Mm -hmm. personally i feel like a lot of people do like i know a lot of christians with anxiety issues or like depression and even as their christian friend they call when they're having a panic attack or whatever it's so easy to forget that this is something that you could talk to God about because I feel so many mental health issues and problems that come from it feel so personal that finding the words to talk about it are really hard. And especially if you feel like you sort of have to explain what's going on. But reminding yourself and reassuring yourself that you can just sit there and not even necessarily say anything. You don't even have to be sat still. And then just being like, I really need help or I could really, I'm really worried about this. You don't have to have a really eloquent and well thought out and using really long words. Having like a really thought out prayer and sitting there and thinking about how you're going to talk to God about it. I could just, I can't imagine anything worse. Like the person that understands exactly how you're feeling, you shouldn't put pressure on yourself to think of a really like a proper way to say things when he already knows how you're feeling and he already understands and all you need to do is sit there and be like i'm having a hard time sometimes it's very easy to forget that we can just have a conversation with god words also have power so it's important like i think it's also important to speak out your prayers because we are told that words have power more power than just thinking stuff because it realizes that and even if you don't want to do that in front of people because you feel like you're performing which is understandable i think it's still important to do that in to some extent in your own private yeah. prayer mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. so i have a lot of niggling anxious thoughts and I find it hard to understand how I can identify if that is God or if it's just my anxiety. I spoke about this in our life group uh, a few weeks ago and they gave the answer of the way to overcome that doubt and think is this anxiety or is it God speaking is to find the path that makes you feel peace. But I have tried to implement that. And I find it hard, it just goes to another level of depth 
of wait what if i'm just overthinking this piece like what if i'm making it up for myself so what what's your advice sometimes it i do find it really hard and sometimes i feel like i have to go through that phase of unpeacefulness is there a there's a proper word but i can't think of the word is like you have sometimes i have to just go through it to find it at the end finding peace i think just reading things having like a list somewhere or having people around you that can remind you of these things sometimes hearing it from actual other people i found most like more helpful than just having to read it and remind myself i think sometimes you just have to remember that when it comes to like challenges or little anxious thoughts that it sounds like such a cliche for christians i feel like but He's not going to give you a challenge that you can't get through or something that you can't handle. And whatever challenge you're given, you won't be going through it on your own. How do you enjoy praying in general? I really don't have a very long attention span. Like, it's Mm. very bad, especially having, like, peak lockdown was just TikTok for me. So I have, like, a 10-second attention span and I'm thinking about something else. So I think dedicating time or having something that distracts from what's going on. So a lot of the time I'm praying or talking to God is like during worship or while listening to worship music. That's when I feel like the most connected to God and focused. Because it's like my ears are pleased so I can think now. And I find that especially when like hearing words about struggling or reliance is when I'm like, this resonates with me and I should be talking to God about it and I haven't. Silly me. And there's one that I think it's called Even If. It's very similar to how I feel a lot of the time about like, you can stand up in front of all these people and talk about faith and talk about how you're feeling, which I do a lot each mission or in this Christian union at uni. When you're struggling on your own, it's very difficult to sort of sometimes mean what you're saying if you're not feeling it so i find finding worship music and then really listening to it and then thinking or praying about it is how i like tend to find like peace or calmness Mm. in like periods of anxiety depression general low mood just talking to people about how they pray is very interesting i pray in my head and out loud but then i also write so I have a really nice, like, kind of fake leather-bound journal that is just beautiful. And I think that having that journal specifically, because it came from someone at my church, it is, like, helps me think about that and get into the mood of praying. And then I just write, like, what I'm thinking and just offer it to God. Like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is where I'm at right now. Lord, help me. What do you want to say to me? How does identity relate to mental health? I think when you aren't feeling yourself, it can really throw a lot of things off. Like currently, I'm not having a great time. A lot of things have changed in my life in the last like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Like last like six weeks have been chaotic the last like three months a lot has been different and a lot has changed I'm around a lot different people than I normally would have been and I think when you're going through that it's very difficult to 
truly understand how you're feeling. Like when so much is different or so much feels alien, I always feel a bit spaced out. Like I can see a lot happening, but I don't notice. And then I realise that I've sort of lost how I am and who I am. And that is also, I think that's a lot of the reason why I forget to talk to God about things. So if I'm not feeling myself, I'm not feeling usually like connected to God. I'm not feeling like I want to be at church. I'm not, it's not at the forefront of my mind being like, have you prayed about this? No, that's why everything's wrong. <laughs> um, and it's very easy, especially in, don't like saying things like this, but like, like today's society where things are so different to how churches or other Christians will talk about things. It's very easy, I find, to get lost in what's going on and not reminding yourself about who you are and what <laughs> like what you are and what that you're a Christian, that you believe in things like this. I am going through quite a bit of a dip in faith at the moment. I haven't been to I haven't been to church in a few weeks. I'm taking a step back from um the Christian Union Committee because I can't there's a, I've got a lot going on and it feels a bit fake me standing up at the front every week and talking to other students about God when I haven't when I don't feel like connected to him at the, at the moment and Mesel will try and just like get you in any way you can especially if you're going through like a low point your brain will just be like this is a problem so everything is wrong and it's very difficult to notice that and stick to how you know and how you think about things and what you believe in when so much internally is telling you that it's wrong so what advice do you have for people who are struggling with mental health and just need to talk to someone i am a textbook example of people not telling people how you're feeling so <laughs> i really don't know i feel like don't let it get to a point where if you're letting it get to a point where you don't know how to explain what's going on anymore then it's going to be very difficult to start from the beginning like yeah i'm a very good example of like isolating yourself and trying to cope with everything on your own there will always be people around you or people you can talk to from the very start of an issue like if something is happening don't not mention it for the fear of burdening others like if something's bothering you and you feel like it may become a bigger issue, don't let it get to a point where you feel like you can't talk about things anymore because it's too much to tell people about. Like don't go through things on your own. Yeah, I recently just, I started talking to my parents about my anxiety stuff and that was, I don't know, I feel like it was a hard step to make. It is a hard thing, I think, for parents to understand when their kid's going through something. My parents definitely did, and I feel like it's not uncommon for parents to not understand because it is such a more commonly spoken about, even since I've been, like, a teenager. Yeah. In the wake of, like, social media, I feel like I grew up with it. Yeah. Parents don't... They were always taught to keep it to themselves. Like, they weren't told to talk about it. They weren't told to mention it in church. They also don't, I find, mine didn't. They don't want to admit that something could be wrong with their child because they will tend to blame themselves, even if it's not their fault. Sometimes yeah. it is. 
sometimes it's not, but they won't want to accept it. I do think that my parents blame themselves. So their go-to thing is to give me two pieces of advice. Exercise well and drink more water. (laughs) So when that's the answer to when I'm having anxious thoughts and really stressed about like if something is wrong with me and then to have them kind of say this is what you need to do this is what you can do to fix this is just not very helpful and I think it's important to tell them in the kindest way possible like I understand where my parents are coming from when they say this but it's important to respectfully say this isn't what helps me in the moment these are long-term solutions and when I'm in the middle of a really anxious situation yeah they may prevent it happening again but they're not going to solve what's happening now yeah yeah and since I said that to them they have got a lot better and they do help me through especially my mother Mm. like we pray and work through the stuff as it's happening and they help me rationalize what I'm feeling even though it's hard to rationalize stuff when it feels completely rationalized rational to you already so I think that that's a really important thing to do is just be honest about if something isn't helping but also suggest a better alternative and don't like try to attack them in saying that you always do this and it's never helpful it's important to be when you do this it makes me feel like this our last question is that we ask all our guests which is at what point in your life has your faith been the deepest and what point has your faith been the weakest everybody makes that reaction deepest i would say probably the last year i was very active in CU. I was spending a lot of time with other Christians. I was in a relationship with a Christian. I was mostly talking to other Christians all the time. So I was just sort of surrounded by it. And I was like at church every week and I was doing this and I was helping and I was like proper getting into I'm going to a Pentecostal church and I was proper getting into like worship music and like that. All that sort of all the sort of stuff that 15, 16 year old me was scared of, I was doing. And I just found it really cool. And a lot of the, you know, I pray pretty regularly and got me through a lot of things at uni and a lot of mental health problems. I've also come out of a patch of not talking to God very much and not praying and not relying on him from <laughs> the first year of uni. That was the deepest. I do fluctuate a lot, to be honest, with <laughs> my faith. I think it's because it's not something I've grown up with so I'm still learning things I'm still figuring things out which I know a lot of people who have grown up in it are as well I'm not in a great place with my faith at the minute to be honest and I wasn't in my first year of uni I'm like a good sandwich at the moment and it's sort of a lot of confusion and anger and me thinking I can do things by myself and I can't and then it always comes out of a dip being like you can't do things yourself you know you can't do things yourself why have you tried to so I'm expecting that in like two to three weeks at some point that will come about. I also think it's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're still figuring out who you are and what you think about things and the people you're surrounding yourself with, 
you'll know if things feel right or things feel wrong and god will take you out of situations and take people out of your life that aren't putting like positives into it so if people would find you online after listening to this where can they go instagram mainly i have my own personal one and then i also have a couple of little business titles all i do but my main one is lottie isabel e i share a lot of faith things i share a lot of crochet things um but yeah that is where and i'm always always interested in chatting with people and finding things out thank you so much for recording with us thank you being great to talk to you thank you so much to lottie for joining us today and sharing an incredible story with us yeah thank you so much lottie I just wanted to say here that a lot of things have changed for me since recording this episode. One of those things is that I have started to seek an autism diagnosis. I wanted to talk about this a bit here because a lot of the things that I discussed in this episode I spoke about in terms of anxiety. And whilst those things were still very true for me, I now see them in a different light. And I just wanted to clarify that here. If anything we've spoken about in the podcast today has affected you, please reach out to someone you know, speak about it, or have a look at some of the resources and organisations we put in the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back with another episode of Deepening Faith next week. But in the meantime, make sure you subscribe and share the podcast. And also, if you can rate it, please rate it five stars and feel free to get in touch with us by emailing deepeningfaith at ecb.co.uk. Bye.